everyone welcome to invisible a masterclass in global education powered by brain wonders in partnership with helios educor ambi class and fatada school of music the third edition of masterclass series will take you on a short journey of transformation we are so thrilled to introduce you with 30 global educators selected from 30 countries in this masterclass innovative topics informative content and progressive ideas are being shared with you we remain hopeful that this and forthcoming sessions will inspire you to bring about that possible change to take your school community into a new direction of development my name is namrata and i will be your moderator for today i represent india's largest counseling organization brain wonders with 108 global centers Brain Wonders has been revolutionizing the pace of academic guidance, career development, and personal growth via its US-based DMIT and online psychometric test. Founded by Mr. Manish Naidu over the past decade, Brain Wonders has been nationally awarded on seven different platforms, including recognition for being the most trusted and digitally innovative career counseling company. Excellence and passion is what Brain Wonders strives for. And with that, let's begin today's session. Before I welcome today's speaker, I request all our audience to immerse themselves in the session and hold their questions, which will be addressed right after the session. I present to you Dr. Today's speaker, Dr. Sakina Yakubi, who is joining us from Afghanistan. Dr. Sakina Yakubi is the CEO of Afghan Institute of Learning, popularly known as AIL. which she founded in 1995 in response to the lack of education and healthcare that the afghan people were facing after decades of war and strife since its founding ail has been directly or indirectly impacting the lives of millions of people is also the co-founder and vice president of creating hope international in addition sakina has established private facilities in afghanistan which includes four schools a hospital and a radio station dr yakubi has six honorary doctorates from institutions including the princeton university dr yakubi was honored in 2017 with sanhas prize peace prize and in 2016 as the harold w mcgraw prize in education the 2015 vice prize for education laureate and the 2013 recipient of the opus prize She is both a Kravitz Prize and Gruber Prize awardee. Sakina is a school a social entrepreneur as well, squad social entrepreneur, and a Shoka Fellow, and was nominated as one of the 1,000 women for the Nobel Peace Prize. Under her leadership, Afghan Institute of Learning continues as an innovative organization, working at the grassroots level, helping communities and individuals. Glimpses of which will be shared in today's session. Thank you, thank you very much, Namita. I was a beloved one of Shaitan Allah Rahman Rahim. It is a great honor to be with you guys. I really appreciate you inviting me in here, and I really think that um, we have a very uh, a good connection with each other as a, a neighbor country, and also as somebody that. who really could understand our community i think that we could share with each other and we learn from each other 
And today I would like to talk to you about a um, holistic education program that we developed in Afghanistan. And why I want to talk about that, because I really believe with my experience with 25 years of working in Peshawar, Pakistan in the refugee camp, and also working under the Taliban during the Taliban underground, and now working in Afghanistan openly, finding out that how people can learn if you really, first of all, you have to be really close to them and relate to them. And second things, you must see the people's needs before you really ask them to get education. Yes, education is the most important issue right now, I really believe, I think the whole world now believe that if you are educated, your life will be completely turned around. But at the same time, I really believe that with education, there is several other issues that is connected to education. And if you really want to um, impact as an educator, you must really look into those things. And those are very, very serious issues that we really got to see and get the benefit of it. And working with the people of Afghanistan, we saw that how much it really helped. For example, uh, a country that in Afghanistan, like Afghanistan, has been in war for 40 years. Every day there is still fighting and still there is uh, bombing, still there is suicidal bombing, still there are people are being suffering. And so in that kind of environment, people are stressful. People have a lot of stress. Security is biggest issue. People do not feel safe. People, they are not safe and secure. And when people are not safe and secure, how they could really concentrate and really think about learning. Also poverty. Poverty is something that the people of Afghanistan are experiencing for a long, long time, because through the war, they lost everything they had. And during these 40 years, still people of Afghanistan, they don't have job opportunity they don't skill, they don't have education. So as a result, they are line worker and they are standing online for to find a job and take home uh, some bread and um, tea to uh, feed their family. So poverty is another big issue in Afghanistan. When you see security is a problem and poverty is a problem, also you could look at the health issue and you see that people are sick. People are very sick because they are stressful. People are sick because they are violated. People are sick because there is not enough food. There is hunger. People are sick because not there is service available for them. People are sick because there is um, child labor, child marriage, child abuse, and uh, women or widow, the head of the household, and they could not really um, take care of their family as a result they are sick. So you could see that this issue all come back together like a cycle. It is connected with each other. And when you see these things, then you are trying to really educate. Then also you see that in Afghanistan, there's mentality about education is completely that people, because of several issues, they, don't, they didn't want to study and also they were banned for education. And also there is a, uh, some kind of a taboo 
about education for women and for girls. And also there are taboo about just women being outside and women being educated. So when you see these all issues combined together, so it makes a compact situation, complicated, how you are going to uh, really reach out for these people. I really believe that as an educator, I really feel that the best way to start this kind of program is first to really pick up the people you really want to work with them as an educator. For example, you are principal, you are um, teacher, you are uh, um, headmaster. They should be people who are really re related to the people. They should be kind of people that they are happy people, they are smart people, they are friendly people, they are very social. Because once you give them the training, then they will be able to pick up these other issues together because you just don't hire them as a one single job to do. You hire them, you work with them, that they really be a person that really connect with all these levels that I talked to you about it. Because these are the levels that you want people to be aware of it. Because if a principal or a teacher is not aware of this other issue, they will not be able to uh, reach their children. For example, a child is coming home. I just tell you this as an experience that I experienced during my time when I was in Afghanistan, when I am working in Afghanistan. For example, you work with a child, all of a sudden a child come and pull your glass, said, teacher, teacher, you say, what do you want, what? And then he said, can I borrow your phone? You say, why you want my phone? Because I don't know if my mommy is alive or dead at home. I am scared. So how you how you deal with this? It is 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 heartbreaking because that child sitting in the classroom, while she or he is sitting in the classroom, but really his mind is back home. That if his mother is alive or dead, or if his father is alive or dead. So in that kind of situation, you really need to concentrate that how you reach that child, how you communicate with that child, how you give your phone that child, how you make sure that that child really understand that you really mean what you are saying to her. You really love her or love him. You give them love, you give them care, and you really give them assurance that they really have confidence on you and say, yes, she is going to take care of me. She is aware of my, my family. For example, another issue that I really believe that it is so important that the principal and also the headmaster on the teacher, all these three categories, they should have a special relationship with the family. They should constantly be in communication with the family. Yes, in a country like Afghanistan or like India, it is very hard because people, majority of the people are poor. Majority of the people, they don't have bread to eat. How about having a telephone? And people are really disabled. But then a good teacher, innovative teacher, innovative principal, they could create a way to reach out to that family, to make sure that they have a special bond with the family, to really get to know this child is sick or not, this child is hungry or not, this child environment in the house is a calm 
lovely, friendly environment, or this child has a problem with the mother or the father, or the father and the mother has a problem with the in-law, or the mother and father has a problem with their economy. How is this environment in the house? So if a teacher and a principal get to know these things, they can reach out for the children. I will tell you one thing that in a situation in Afghanistan, if we were not able to tackle this issue, we will never reach three million people. We will never able to graduate every year 230,000 students from our school and from our program. The only reason that AOL is successful because we have a special, a special bond with family, with children, and also holistically, we work with them that not only they are getting education mentally, physically, emotionally, and psychologically, they are all fit in the way that they could be fit just through love and compassion and wisdom that you give them. And once you give those to the children, they will be ground on the floor. They, they will be grounded. I really believe that giving a special relationship and they trust you, especially honesty and love and trust. When you build that bond, you really give a lot for the child. As much as you give material supplies, as much as you give education as such, but the main real resource is how much you give from yourself, how much you smile for the child, how much you really hold the child and say, it's okay, you'll be all right. And how much you really build that relationship with the child that trusts you. That trust is something that it is so important with learning because if the trust is not there, learning is not taking place. And I saw that school after school, center after center, that when we first get, when their children were so distant, they really will go behind the wall and they are shy and they don't want to come out and they do not want to talk. But once we start working with them, we start working with the teacher. You know, we have a special component with our program, teacher training component. Our teacher training program is so important that until teachers do not go through our teacher training program, we will not hire the teacher. The teacher will be saying, okay, you will be hired once you go through this teacher training, once you pass this teacher training. And we are very hard on that because we really believe that the teacher must absorb this procedure, must absorb this point. They must hold this point very dearly in their heart that how much we want that they have a special relationship with children. Once the teacher are trained in that category, then they are really a good teacher. When you have a good teacher in the classroom, no matter what circumstance you are working in, then you hold the students in the classroom. Otherwise, the students will not stay in the classroom. They come and they go. They come and they run away. They come and they disappear. Once the teacher really anchor them in the classroom by love, by wisdom, by uh, trust, then that anchor will be so strong that they will stay in the classroom. They want to come. They want to spend all their, you know, I just want to share with you. I work with youth, with young people. The young people in Afghanistan today, they are very depressed. They are very you know, hopeless somehow. 
I am not a hopeless person. I am really always look forward and I am positive. And I try to encourage them. But the young women and young men, they are all depressed and they are sort of hopeless. But when they come to our center, when they come to our school, they do not want to go away because they find that place as a, a social place. They find that place as a place that they can relate to it. They find the place that not only they are learning, also they are socializing with each other. They see that uh, their friend, their colleagues, their classmates helping them because one of the um, demand in our program is that also you share love and care for each other. You must share. Afghanistan needs this so badly. Afghanistan is really continuously going this through this ethnic uh, issue and that uh, one ethnic group is fighting another uh, another ethnic group and is still fighting is going on. So yes, uh, still the fighting is going on, but we constantly, one of our curriculum is that, how do you bring peace? The only way that you bring peace, that you share and love each other and really forgive each other. And when you forgive each other and you through again, this is the holistic way of we working side by side with our curriculum on education. We work on a uh, spirituality about love and wisdom and compassion and have empathy. And these are the issues that we really work with children from very early age to uh, older uh, children, to even the youth group, we work with them. We have a young people who really right now work in a classroom as a, um, uh, let's say, as a leader of the country. They are, as a matter of fact, we have this kind of a drama that they are working, that sometimes they become the minister, they become the president, they become the, um, um, you know, the uh, manager of this program or that program. And they work through that and try to really practice how to reach out, how to provide service. If they were providing a service, how they are going to provide according to the request of the people, according to the wish of the people, what people want from them, how they are going to give this um, service. So these are issues that really we work on our educational program and it is working. It is working and I really believe that right now we have reached, we continuously build a school, continuously we build center. We have a long way to go still. Still, we have a long way. For example, this, uh, this, this uh, right now in the situation that the whole world is in crisis, you know that in one way or the other day I was talking to somebody that really it's an awakening point that people be awakened. And I see that, and I see that to people of Afghanistan because they awakened. They saw that they must reach for each other in the front line for the pandemic. They are the AOL, all of a sudden, turn around. You know, as an as a organization, as somebody who is a leader, you must see the situation and you act right on it because you cannot wait for tomorrow. Once the pandemic, once the coronavirus came, once the pandemic became like, so devastated for the people of Afghanistan, AOL went right in front line. And we saw that when we uh, give them awareness about social distance, about uh, how to prepare and how to protect yourself.
they didn't have means of how to do it. They didn't have the knowledge of it and they didn't have the means of it. So right away we went into production of masks, in production of food, production of cooked food, raw food, and we start giving humanitarian service. And EOL people, all of them, teacher, principal, um, uh, manager, whoever was in the office administration, everybody went in front line and they start working. As a matter of fact, they share. They said, we don't mind, we do our work, whatever way we could provide a service for the people. And that is, I really believe that it's the outcome of that uh, curriculum, the outcome of this educational methodology that we use as outcome of this uh, conscious thinking that, that we say, okay, let's do together and let's do it love and care and let's start building trust on people. And from there on, people start doing things. And that somehow, I feel that people are learning, people are doing the right thing that as humanity is leading us to do. And so, and that is something that be proud of it, something to share with other country. And, and I know in India that you have a lot of, um, good program. I really do uh, uh, sometimes go there and see that you have a lot of um, very good, uh, successful program and we are learning from you. And I thought that this is, I really want to share with you that the way that we have reached so many people is not just because we are a rich, big organization. We start with a small, Yes, to your $3 million project. Yes, we are reaching 14 million people, but still we have a long way to go. But the only way that we could manage that is just the way that we build relationship with each other. And that's all I wanted to talk to you. And so I am really looking forward for your question. And if anybody has any question, I would love to answer the question. I didn't talk about EOL, I didn't talk about my work, because I think that if you really want to know about my work, you can go to my website and learn as much as you want about it and about what I did. I really felt it that I have a very short time. So in this little time, I will try to talk to you about the program, what we implement and how we implement this program and why we are successful. And so if you have any question, I would really appreciate if you ask me and I am here for you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, ma'am. Uh, I think uh, it was uh, definitely a quite a hard to hard session that you had. Um, so yes, we already have a lot of feedback rolling in and soon we'll be starting with the question audience. So you can post your questions in the chat box or in the activity section as you're aware. Um, so we have a lot of feedback ma'am. I would just like to read it out with you. So Yasmin Sultana has said that your journey is quite touching. And Dr. Yogita Sarval also mentioned that it was very heart rendering and motivational uh, session that you just had with us. So thank you for that. Thank you. So what was the question? Yes, ma'am. I'll read out the first question to you now. Uh, Gayani Hatusinga is asking, yes. how do you manage with the changes related to the present pandemic condition and its influence on education? 
thank you very much. This is a fantastic question. Yes, uh, this was a challenging situation because Afghanistan um, was not used to distance education. We don't have a computer, we don't have laptop, we don't have um, a smartphone. We have, but the majority of the people that we work, they are poor, they don't have those things available. And all of a sudden, we have to shift it from uh, just classroom to a distance education. And that wasn't easy because of lack of those uh, technology ones. And second things, how we are going to do it. So we went through a hard work. We tried to, but I tell you, I am so proud of the staff. I am so proud of the teacher, principal, manager, director. They work all together night and day. Believe me, they prepare three kinds of methodology. One is that it was through the, not only a smartphone, just a simple phone. They try to really do a package that it goes through the phone and the family can use it in their home with their children. Another way that they are making a package that the children can come to school and take it home. Another way of second, third things that they use hotline. They have teachers sitting in the classroom that the students can come in different intervals and solve their problem. Because as you know, people of Afghanistan, they don't have patience for their children, especially if they are not educated. They don't know how to help their children. So this was another challenge. So we have to have the teacher in school and when the children come, they help. So this week we were able to manage and day by day, they are learning how to also develop a lesson plan to put in the flash and give it to the children to go in their home. So that is that we really, it was a challenging situation, but sure, we work on it and we are still improving, but we are trying to provide education. Because for us, education is the most important thing and we could not do without it. And this lockdown is really scared me. I was so scared. I still am scared that, look, for 30 years I am working in this and what will happen? All of a sudden the children go stay home and, and you know, and the parents wants them to go to work, they wants to kick them out. A lot of children abuse right now, we see a lot of violence against women just because of this pandemic. So that was a nightmare for me. I mean, I really sit as an educator. I could not go in Afghanistan this time. I am here. But my mind constantly was after that, what we are going to do with this? And constantly open communication with Afghanistan. Please, let's do this, let's do that. And we keep uh, brainstorming and really discussing and debating how to provide a pro program that our children will not be out of school. And right now also our school is open. So I am so thankful. Thank you so much, ma'am. You have answered that quite well. We have another question from Yasmin uh, Sultana. She's curious about how do you manage to get the girls to come to school, considering that you are a role model for them yourself in a society which is often seen as quite patriarchal. So please let us know how do you uh, address that. How do we did that they come to school? Yes. Now, so how do I manage? Yes, ma'am, because a lot of times in the South Asian countries, uh, women, uh, sorry, female education is not emphasized upon. So how do you encourage more and more girls to come to school and get educated? Yes, thank you. 
Well, this is, again, is something that we really must work. Uh, they first, they have to trust you. You have to. Uh, right now, I don't want to talk about myself, but I'm a role model for Afghan people, for Afghan girls. Everybody wants to be Sakina. Everybody wants to follow Sakina's footstep. Every, but the reason is that I have a special when they see me, when I am there, when I go to people's families, when I go to the community, I am who am I? I don't just change my 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 character, my the way I talk to the people, the way I sit with people, the way I eat with people. They see that I am Afghan. I am a Muslim. I have all my tradition. Hold with me. I have been in this country almost 40 years in the United States. Every day that I am in Afghanistan, I am the same person. I am there. I am here. It doesn't make difference. They see that. When they see that, and they see that you are like that, they trust you, and they let their daughter or their son to your program. I know people that they, I led my daughter to go to this school. Do you know why I named my school Sakina's um, private school? Because of the request of the people. It's not my ego, because people, now our center is changing to my name. A lot of center, center are changing to my name, because when the family hear my name, they trust their children with me. That is one thing that you have to build trust. Second thing, also for me, tradition and culture is very important. I really preserve that culture, preserve that uh, tradition. So because of that, because I preserve it, so people learn, appreciate, and we appreciate, and they see that we appreciate. We don't say, oh, if you we are this, not good. We said we are this. We also get education because education changes your life. And also, we provide side by side of education. We provide, uh, what do you call, um, in kind kind of uh, things that it's helped the family. When a, a woman comes to the center to learn how to read, we give them in generation. The same time she goes home, she will take some money. And when the husband will not say, oh, you went and what you did, or the girl, they learn a skill. That is so important. Once they learn a skill, they build a business. A lot of the women who come to our center, they have their own business. Now they are doing business side by side. They are very successful business women. So as a result, they see that only not they are getting education, they are bringing income, they are building their own income, they are empowered, they are able to speak for themselves, but in a manner that our country is appreciate that, not in a different way, not to hold the banner and say, yeah, I am for women this way. Not that way, but in a very Culturally, uh, way of doing that's you. Yeah. Thank you, you ma'am. I think uh, you uh, you are one of the person who I can say leads by example instead of just you know talking and preaching about it. So yes, like you said, that you are not actually a role model only for the girls in Afghanistan. I think uh, a lot of people you find that you are inspired a lot of us today. Thank you for that. Uh, we do have uh, some. Uh, a very heartfelt comment from uh, Yasin Sultana regarding your session. So she says, um, she believes that she can imagine how hard you have worked uh, to be doing what you are doing right now. She herself has been experienced, uh, she herself has experience in teaching Afghani students and dealing with Afghani parents. 
and can understand that quite well and it takes a lot of guts so she is quite thankful to you she says hats off to you thank you thank you very much thank you yes ma'am i think uh, yes so i like you said you know people want to be uh, uh, sakina but you are somebody who is very quite quite focused on creating a own individuality and making that person shine as they come i think that is quite uh, quite commendable well you know um life is um it wasn't easy i just want to share this with you um since i came to the united states i went through a lot of hard work where i start how i start but you know uh, the love and the support that i get from my colleagues from my people they were not there i will not be able to do any of this they always supported me they always encouraged me they always gave me the love that i needed and yes there were times that i was trapped yes there was during the time almost i was killed it wasn't um, uh, just um, easy way to go about it but you know this entrepreneur as a social entrepreneur um i am a ta risk taking person i don't afraid i really have my goal and my goal is to really educate the young women of afghanistan i really believe that they are smart they are in things and they are learning and they are learning very fast so if they have the opportunity they pick up and they learn with it and that is we are doing thank you thank you ma'am i think uh, thank you for sharing that aspect with us you are definitely quite uh, uh, i think uh, uh, somebody has uh, dr yogita sarwal has mentioned in the comment also that it requires a lot of bravery you know to do what you are doing and i think that uh, that bravery that courage only comes from the fact that you have that belief and faith in yourself and your vision and you have chosen to focus on the positive aspects like you mentioned your colleagues and your support system the people who are standing right by you walking that journey instead of focusing on what could what are the factors that could be limiting you i think that that's a very good attitude that we need not only in afghanistan i think everywhere in the in the world i think that is what is required to bring about that change and with that we have a uh, one more question from gayani hathru singha who is asking what had been the most challenging thing for you in reaching your mission if you are comfortable we would be very happy to hear it from you yes uh, of course thank you uh, i think the most challenging uh, things for me was security first security because if security allows me i get, i can go to 33 provinces of afghanistan unfortunately so far i am only in 13 provinces of afghanistan this is one second things um uh, that that is really challenging for me is um is break my heart um that poverty is blocking a lot of our young people to reach their goal because they don't have the means we try to give them scholarship we try to provide as much as we could but unfortunately we are not rich uh, organization we are not like usid or un or somebody like that we do the most we could i wish that i could provide as much as i could that every one of them reach their goal and go to the university of their choice and that is another 
issue that is really um, is challenging for me. Of course, the most, most, most challenging issue is the lack of education in Afghanistan. We must continuously don't get disappointed, don't afraid, and challenges in front of us. As a matter of fact, day by day, worse and worse right now. But we must stay strong and continue, no matter how much our young people are being killed day after day. We invest and they reach to the level that we want to get the fruit and they kill. But I am there to just continue until I die to educate them. That is, that is the, the most challenging things for me. Thank you. I don't think, ma'am, if we see the work that you have done, even from the glimpse of your session and, and looking at you know what we have seen from your profile, I don't think uh, the legacy that you have built will die anytime soon. It is definitely going to live on and enlighten a lot of people. Uh, Dr. Yogita Sarwal agrees with you on the fact that education leads to enlightenment. And as far as the sources are concerned, like you said, I think you are quite wealthy by heart, spirit and mind, which is more important. That is, the that is what will bring about the change very soon, very soon. Yasmin Sultana has one final question for Thank you. So she says, did you have any family barriers while you were stepped out to do this noble work? And if you're comfortable, we would definitely like to hear about it and get inspired. Did I have what? Family? Family barriers. What did you say? I didn't. Family barriers. Oh, well, <laughs> this is a... This is a very strange thing. Uh, strong, uh, it is for me. It's very important. Uh, and fortunately, fortunately, I didn't have family barrier because my father was an ideal father. The time that I was growing up, and the time that I started my education, he was side by side with me, and he supported me. He stood at, uh, in front of all odds with my distant family of me just to protect me. So I had a good father, God bless him. He was with me and he was encouraging me, supporting me. But um, when I went to Afghanistan, then this barrier that I didn't stay with my family, I brought my family to the United States, but I didn't stay with them and I left for Afghanistan, that they didn't like it. A lot of my brother, sister, they said, why I am going there? I was gone for so many years. Now they come here with me. And again, my father said, let her go. It's okay, we go. And so I had the okay from my father. No, not that much barrier. When you look at Afghan family, look at the tradition, many women has a lot of, I didn't have that, that barrier. Ma'am, I think it's, uh, it, it was uh, very, I think uh, it was quite uh, honorable of you to take that privilege of having a supportive family, you know, having supportive pa uh, parents and hoping to create that privilege, hoping to create that privilege for a lot of girls and a lot of even, uh, you know, boys in Afghanistan to take up education. I think uh, that is the right, I mean, uh, it saddens me to say that sometimes having supportive parents is seen as a privilege. But then normalizing that privilege is something that you have been doing. That is quite commendable. Thank you so much for all that you have shared from a professional as well as from a personal perspective. It has definitely moved a lot of us today. And lots and lots of appreciation, lots of lots of blessings for your mission from India. And 
trust me uh, when i say this i'm saying this for all the participants out here also that you definitely you can definitely count on us for a lot of support and collaborative efforts with you in the future thank you very much i really looking forward and hopefully someday I come to India, maybe I lock you up and come to visit you. It would be wonderful to share with you and to learn also from you. I learn a lot from your program just looking. It's a wonderful program. I think you are doing a fantastic job and good luck to you. And thank you again for asking me to uh, be your guest. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, ma'am. Definitely a privilege for an honor for all of us. That was very kind of you how you shared uh, your feedback with us. So, participants, we have shared uh, Dr. Yakubi's contact details in the chat box. You can take it down from there. For the convenience of everybody, I'll read it out as well. I'll spell it out to be uh, precise. It is S A K E N A at A F G H A N I N S T I T U T E O S. L E A R N I N G dot O R G. So that reads as Sakina at Afghan Institute of Learning dot O R G. Her website details has also been shared. Uh, do check it out. And ma'am, hopefully we will also someday visit Afghanistan and take a tour of how you have been the various initiatives we have been doing besides education as well. I am actually, to be honest, quite interested in the radio station that you have. I think that would be quite an interesting take on how you are operating it and the message that you are making. Um, that people would be hearing from that. But I'm sure every aspect and every endeavor of yours will, will truly have its own limelight. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. Thank you. Have thank a great you. day ahead. Thank you. And you too. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, audience, for joining us today and taking part in today's session. We will be connecting tomorrow again at 5 o'clock Indian timing. See you then.